people tell her no, she'll tell them no first. Let me just tell you something you probably don't know about somebody like me. When I started, the first time I ever did this business, I didn't know you should sponsor people. So I was in the real estate business at the time, and the first thing I ever did was the water filter business. And I happened to be a fitness nut. I was a health nut. And so when I saw this this guy, I had a professor friend, and he, (laughs) he had this little water filter with him. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, that beats having to have the big Alhambra, beats having to have these big jugs of water. And, you know, 23, 24 years ago, they they didn't have water filters like they do now. I would buy the the big gallons at the grocery store, send people to the grocery store to buy these big six-packs and lug them up the stairs to my place because I wanted to drink clean water. So when I saw these little water filters, I thought, well, that's really good. And during my real estate business, I would end every call with, oh, by the way, do you, what do you do for your water? Do you pay a buck a gallon or do you get this, the caca out of the faucet? And so people would say, well, I guess I drink the caca out of the faucet, or they pay a buck a gallon, and I would offer them. I have this little gizmo if you want to try it. It's like five cents a gallon for the filtered stuff. And at the, after the first, I don't know, 60, 90 days, I had sold like $60,000, worth of these things. And I didn't really think much of it because, to me, they were it was small stuff. You know, I was in the real estate business. You make a deal and you know make fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars, and sometimes fifty or seventy or eighty thousand for these long-term leases that I did with a fast food business at the time. So, for me to make a hundred bucks on one of these things was really not such a big deal. But the company called and said, well, you know, you've sold more of these things than anybody in our history. So why don't you come on stage and tell people how you did that? So I thought, okay, I, I can do that. And the guy who introduced me, I'll never forget, he was one of the, the MC, but one of the top people in the, in the, at the corporate. And he said, you know, here's someone who's made, I don't know, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 worth of these sales. And I, I made maybe, I don't know, thirty five, forty thousand, $40,000, something like that. And he said, and she actually did it by selling the product. And I thought, well, what else would you do? How else does one make money? You sell stuff. I mean, that's kind of the deal. And so I didn't really understand that until somebody later said, you know, you're supposed to sponsor people. And it's like, well, what is that? Well, you, you know, you bring somebody in who does what you did. So I thought, oh, great. If I could have a couple of people like me, I, you know, that'd be cool. So I started sponsoring. And I think I sponsored maybe 60, 70 people the first month. And I'll tell you something that I learned, and I have really never quite gotten over it, <laughs> except that you just kind of have to get over it. Of all those people, I probably had 100 in the first 90 days that I sponsored. Most of the people that I came in at this $5,000 level, which at that time was kind of the basic, the basic starting level. You buy $5,000 worth of filters, water and air filtration. That, those would, would be your demo units that you have and, of course, that you sell to people just so you have something to get started. Plus, you make the higher commission levels. You know, the more you start with, just like a wholesaler, the better price you get. You know, the baker's dozen is kind of how that works. So after, I don't know, the first 90 days, I would say half the people, I never saw them again, maybe a third. They just disappeared. And I thought, well, this is like really weird. You sponsor all these people. They all want to change the world. They all want to make a lot of money. And they can see what I'm doing, talk to people. P.S. at the end of my conversations, I tell them about this water thing, see if they want to keep drinking the caca out of the faucet or if they want to have filtered water for like a nickel, five cents a gallon, which was the thing at that time. That was the big edge. And people just disappeared. 
And I, for the life of me, could not figure out where they went and what happened to all this excitement. And it's been now 20, what, 24 years, and the same thing happens today. I'm sure all of you have had people that sign up and they're going to change the world and then you never hear from them again. And most of these people didn't do refunds either. Nobody came back and there weren't any, any chargebacks. So I didn't have any issue there. They just disappeared. I mean, one of the things I learned right away is that I got some of my best leaders from the customers that I got in those first 90 days. I've always been a customer person. I, love, I really do like selling stuff. And the customers that – and I personally was a customer myself. So I became one of their top distributors. In fact, I have a letter to this day that says I'm the first person ever in their 25-year history to hit the highest level in the company, which also happened to be called, by the way, NMDs, National Marketing Directors. That's where the names that you have came from, <laughs> from that same company. And so what happened is some of my top people, the top two people that I had were customers first. So one reason to go after customers is that probably 50 to 60% of the top bananas, and I mean the top producers across companies that have a legitimate product like you do, were customers first. They did not come in to make the money. They tried the product and loved it. And one of the benefits of being a customer and having them yourself is if you, if you, for example, ask yourself, for those of you that are on the call right now, if you were customers before you decided to become, see if you could make some money with the business, right? If something happened, for example, say one month you didn't sponsor anybody, but you, you were already a customer because you love the, you love the skincare product. And if you don't sponsor somebody one month or the next month or you don't make money, how likely are you to quit using the product if you came in as a customer first? See, what I've learned is that people who come in as a customer first almost never quit being a customer. So you have that monthly, it's kind of like insurance. You know, you have, you, you have the monthly people come in and you have the insurance that, you, that people are going to be coming in on a regular basis because the sponsoring is a little bit more tricky. You know, it's not consistent. How many times are you going to come in and buy a $1,749 package? But people buy product over months and months and months and months. So one advantage to bringing in customers is that from the customers often come some of the top distributors in the company. So you know that. And secondly, for a lot of the sponsoring that you do, some of those people, many of them, will probably either disappear or just fall back to being a customer. So it's not you. Don't be looking in the mirror and thinking something's wrong with you and that everybody doesn't want this or nobody wants this. It's none of that. It's just human nature that people get into stuff and then they realize it's a little more work than they thought and they might disappear. But if you, if you focus on customers as one of your strategies – then you will even out your income. Now, for those of you that are having trouble getting customers, what I wanted to do is let me ask a couple of folks here. If I were to ask those of you on the call that are having trouble getting customers, you want customers and you, you personally love your product. You totally are in love with it for whatever reason, so you are already in love. And what I want to hear from maybe one or two people is what is the biggest obstacle which, if you could overcome it, would help you move your business ahead the most? If I could hear answers from maybe, I don't know, four or five people, then I could give you a couple of answers right now that will help you. 
get the cost of the product most. I just can't afford that right now. Got it. So the too expensive, I bet that's probably pretty popular. Any how other? To, how to get people to come to parties. How to get people to come to parties. Okay, cool. My biggest obstacle on preferred customers is they do not uh-huh. want to be on an auto ship. Right. I get that. Those three, any others? I'm not a salesperson. Oh, I'm not a salesperson. All right, 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 right. Okay. Don't you love those? What about the ones that all of a sudden want all of the documentation of what time it and everything else, yet they'll walk into a mall and just go buy something off a shelf because the girl looks pretty behind the counter? Yeah, I know. Well, you you all know the real reason for that, don't you? I mean, I can tell you that right now. We when I was marketing a product that had ingredients, it was you know like fruits and veggies and capsules, pretty much the same issue that you have. We'd have people stand basically eating McDonald's and asking what's in the product. So let me just tell you my take on it. I'm a really bottom line person. The reason I I do well is because I just don't mess with stuff when I know that there's something there that they're just not saying and they don't really want to talk about it. And you don't don't go around once. You want to find the people who are the right ones. A person who asks what the ingredients are normally is not a buyer. I'm just telling you right off the bat. I I, I think a person who says what's in it first is almost never a buyer. Almost never. Because if you really want high-end skincare, if, let's say the person really, really, really cares about skin. You really want that J-Lo glow. Somebody said that one time. Or you want to look like Kim Kardashian, whatever. What's the first thing such a person really is going to ask you? Who can tell me? How long until I get the glow? How long until I get the glow? That's the answer. When, that's right. They care about one thing, really, if they want it. Does it work? I had a, a, a group of people that uh, sold a product where they got that kind of question, you know, like what's in the product. And so I said, okay, let's do a, a test. Somebody here knows a doctor. During the, the assignment for the class, I had several of the people go to an MD because one of the prospective customers was a woman who was married to an MD. And I gave her the script, said, here, go say this to him and see what he says. You know, I have this product for people who yada, 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 yada. you know, anyone who might like to know about something like that, that was basically the script. And the doctor said, well, does it work? And she about fell over. It was her own husband. He, and she said, because who cares if it doesn't work? Who cares what's in it? Now, some people will tell you, well, does it work? And now I want to know what's in it. But the first question of a real prospect is always, how long is it going to take to look good? When am I going to lose that weight? When am I going to look hot? When am I going to have J-Lo glow? When am, I, my, when am my wrinkles going to disappear? If that's not the first question that you get, you probably don't have a buyer. You just don't. I hate to break it to you, but the number of people, the percentage of people who buy stuff is very small. If you think about and it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the fact that that's just kind of how life is. If you think about Madonna, she's a pretty rich girl. She makes millions. But if you think about, I think she just had a new album on Billboard, and I believe they sold like 120,000 copies or something like that, which is less than 1% of 300,000 people in the United States. 
So you could honestly say almost nobody buys Madonna's records, her CDs or DVDs or whatever they're called these days, albums, I guess, right? Almost nobody buys them. Why? Because fewer than 1% of 300 million people in the United States bought it. So almost nobody buys her stuff. But she's very rich all the same. So if you get five no's, you gotta, your brain's going to go, well, nobody wants this. Well, five people out of 300 million isn't very many. It's not much of a sample. So, you know, this everybody this and nobody that, that's really not the dichotomy. It's just that you're talking to the wrong people because you got it set up wrong. So let me give you a couple tips so that you can take something away from this class and that you can, you can change. When you are marketing your products, you have got, I would say, would you consider yourself to be kind of Walmart quality or would you say that your products are more like Prada quality or Gucci quality or Tiffany quality? Which, which quality would you say your skincare falls under? The Walmart stuff or, say, the Tiffany type stuff? Tiffany, of course. Totally right. What's the difference between something at Tiffany's and something at Walmart? If your, your daughter's going to graduate from high school, are you going to buy the special thing at Walmart or Tiffany's? Tiffany's, of course, because of the Tiffany's. name. The, because of the mm-hmm. name. What does it mean, high-end quality, high price. One of the things that I would do tomorrow afternoon if I were a rep with you guys is I would tell people, listen, I have this product for people who are totally into spa quality, high-end skincare, who want to have that J-Lo look, want to look like Kim Kardashian. I'd find my examples. And I wonder if you know anybody like that. People for whom skin is like the most important thing in the world, spa quality, high-end. You know, for vain women or men. Make fun. And when that person says, well, that's not me, because, you know, if you're talking to a gal who is happy with a $6 jar of Pond's and you come in there and you say, here, I got this great skincare, and she says, great, how much is it? And you tell her 80 bucks. If she's used to $6 for Pond's and she's happy with that, what do you think is going to happen in her mind? What are you, crazy? 80 bucks for skincare? Are you out of your tree? Why? Because the values, there's no value match. So number one, you want to find people for whom skin and personal vanity or beauty is a really high item on their priority list. Because I can tell you, if I talk to somebody who, who wants really excellent first-class skin, they're all paying 80 bucks, or $100. We all are. And I, without ever selling any of it, that's what I do. My stuff is also 100 bucks a tube because it matters to me a lot. But I'll go cheap someplace else, but not there. So you see, if you start by positioning your product when somebody says, I don't know, what do you do, for example. Do you guys, what do you say now? When somebody says to you, what do you do? What, what kind of answers do you give Somebody hit star six and just say, you know, if I, if I said to you, I met you at a little party or something, you know, say, great, so, so what do you do? What would you say? Somebody hit a star six and tell me? Just tell me what you would say. So what do you do? Let me personal hear. Development, personal development and marketing. Okay. Anybody else? That's pretty cool. I'm into, I'm into anti-aging. You're into, okay, cool. <laughs> Anybody else? I'm into I, I, skincare. I, 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 I,
Okay. I do anti-aging for the fastest-growing skincare company in the world. Okay. I help. I okay. work for the. I work for the best skincare on the planet. I'm into sharing uh, and helping others take care of their skin. Okay. Okay. I'm a business yeah. owner. Okay. Oh, cool. I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. Let me give you a kind of a fun answer that is guaranteed to make the person ask you what you do. The, the kinds of responses that you've given are perfectly fine. The thing is that they kind of know that you're going to be selling them. You know, because whenever somebody says to you, I work for the best company in the world or I, I market for the best company in the world, they kind of know, you know, that you're going to be somebody in sales business. And so sometimes, you know, people kind of get worried about that because they don't want to get hit up. So let me tell you something that we've done for quite a few years that really makes a big difference. When somebody says to you, what do you do? Try this for size. Oh, I have a business of my own. What do you do? Nothing else. Just like the lady said, I have a business of my own. What do you do? 99 times out of 10, the person's going to pause, and they won't answer what they do. They'll say, wait a minute, what's your business? Because you left them hanging. That's what you want to do, leave people hanging so there's a little mystery, you know, and they want to keep coming back and saying, what did you say, what was that? Let me hear that again. Because then they're paying attention, you see. So if somebody says, what do you do, you just practice this. You know, when you hang up today, you just practice it. Say, well, you know, I have my own business. What do you do? Nothing else, not the name of the company, not the name of the product, not the product line, nothing. Just, I have my own business. What do you do? And they'll go, um, wait a minute, so what do you do? Well, you know, I market this really high-end skincare line. It's probably not anything you would want. It's for people who really, really, really are into their skin, you know, spa quality stuff, J-Lo stuff, Kim Kardashian stuff. You know anyone who might like to know about something like that? And they're going to all sit and go, what? What is it that you've got? What is this stuff? You see, because what happens is when you don't give people what they expect, their ears go up. You tell them you've got the high-end, spa-quality, absolutely top-of-the-line, only for people who are really, really into their skin and looking good, where that's the number one value. You know anyone like that? Never hit anybody up directly. Always say, do you know anyone? Do you know anyone? Do you know anyone? I have built five businesses like this, and I've been in the top five producers of everything I've ever been in, using precisely that approach. Now, you have to love your product to be able to pull this off. And I've loved everything I've ever marketed. That's why I marketed it, you know, because it really makes a big difference. And you can have your one-liner, your two-liner, and you're constantly looking to create curiosity. Do you know anyone, you know, who goes to the Golden Door? Find the best spa names in the world. Like people like that, That's people who value the skin, that's who you're looking for. Because, see, if you don't, if you're trying to persuade every person that you see that they want your skincare product, then you're going to be doing therapy. That's what's going to happen. And you all know what it means to do therapy on people that didn't ask for it. What are you going to do? Well, you really want this one. This one's really the best one in the world. But you see the value set is not there. Somebody's happy with a $6 jar of ponds. You've got to let go because there's a place in this world for those people. It's not on your customer list. They don't belong there. You can be friends and, and just let go of that. But one of the reasons that Apple, Steve Jobs, was so successful, and I've followed him, I've lived in California since he began, that he had a very clear idea of who his audience was. 
and it was never anybody at Walmart, no, for his computers. He had one person in his mind, and any of you who ever saw that ad, Think Different, will know who those people are. If you ask Steve Jobs ever in his career, who was he making his computers for? And his iPhones and the iPads and everything that he ever did. It was for somebody like Picasso. That's why it was so beautiful. It was for somebody like Gandhi. Why? Because he wanted to make tools for people who already thought that they were going to change the world. That's why they never made junk. Because that was his value set. And you need to have that in your mind. You're looking for people who really do want, who already value their skin a lot and how they look for the customer side. So that you can ask for those people and become a celebrity in your niche and in your area and in your neighborhood and on your Facebook pages if you learn how to advertise properly to call out those people for that. Everybody knows that the Macs are the the computers for the artists and the doers, and and they've known that for years, those of us who have been big fans. And so we pay more. Why do people pay more at Tiffany's? Because we all know it's super special. So you have to set yourself up as super-duper special. You're the Tiffany's of skincare. That's what we market. And I'm looking for people like that, and it may not be you. Don't worry about it. But if you know anybody, let me know, okay? Somebody who wants... The Tiffany's of skincare, that's what we market for people like that. See you later. Got to go. Bye. So you see, if you understand who you're marketing for, you will find those people. That's exactly what Apple has done all these years. Does that help a little bit? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, in terms of what's in it, What I've done in the past, first of all, when people say what's in it to me about anything I've ever marketed, so, well, you know, I'll send you a web page, but this probably isn't for you anyway. And they'll say, and I always say that, it's probably not for you anyway, but I'll I'll send you a link if you want that. And then, listen, i got a race. (laughs) Catch you later. And I just completely write them off. And they'll say, why? Why do you say it's not for me? Say, because when somebody wants something like this, the first thing they ask is, does it work? And since you didn't ask that, I figure you're not really, it's probably not the right thing for you. Learn how to say no first. You should never have, nobody ever says no to me. I always say no first. <laughs> when I sense it coming because I can't stand hearing no. So it's like, well, you know, it might not be the right thing for you, at least not right now. But listen, I got to go. You got a great hairdo. You're looking good or you lost some weight or the red's perfect on you. I got a race. I'll catch you later, okay? Always say no first. Change the subject first. Say goodbye first. You want to always be in that position. So nobody ever, ever gets the, the better end of, your, of the psychology stick there. So you change the conversation first, say no first, and just ask, ah, probably not something for you. Anybody who asks for ingredients is probably not something for them. And I would just say that. You know, hey, you know what? It's probably not something for you. But be sweet. Always be smiling when you say that. Why is it not for me? Well, because the people who really want something like this always ask first, does it work? And since you didn't, I figure it's probably not really, you know, a big deal. But don't worry about it. I love you anyway. I got a race. And here are the, you know, I'll send you a link for the ingredients. And let go. Okay? You got to let go. You got to let go. What other? What do you say when they say I'm not a salesperson? Well, that's for the business. You're looking for that. Say, well, you know, if you're not a salesperson, you know, if you, would you like to learn how to sell? If you could learn how to do it without being salesy, would you like to learn how to do that? 
And if the person says, no, not really, say, well, then this is probably not something for you. It's not a big thing. We can have dinner again some other time. You don't have to do this. A lot of people don't. See, the thing about sales is women will say in particular, I'm not a salesperson. Sorry, ladies, but, you know, that's kind of, it seems to be a thing that we've got. We we don't want to be a salesperson. And a large, let me tell you why that is. The perception that a lot of people have, particularly about network marketers, is that they don't want to be made to go after their friends. This is really a very, very big deal for the women. I have learned over the years that they would rather do anything than lose friends. And it's not because we're some kind of pathetic things that we don't know what's going on. It's because friendships are very much in the fabric of our society among the women. We hold the communities together. We, we're basically the mesh that holds a lot of this stuff together. And so for, for us to be told, go on and hit up all your friends and tell them how you want this, <laughs> this is not something that we want to do. Never let people tell her no. She'll tell them no first. Yeah, you, I mean, you know, don't let anybody tell you no. That is really for the birds. I mean, I'm, I'm going to teach a class for you guys. Those of you who come, if you want to learn how to do that, I will give you your one-liner that you can use anytime, day or night, drunk or sober, with anybody, anywhere, anytime. And I can tell you that for all, every last one of you, you're going to have a slightly different script. And you're never going to tell anybody that you, you, have, you have the greatest skincare line in the world. Why would you not tell somebody that? Even though you might think it's true, why would you not say those words well, out loud? Does anybody know? Why would you not say, I've got the greatest skincare in the world? Does anybody know, know why you wouldn't want to say Maybe that? Maybe it ends the conversation. Well, the thing is, if you're selling it, you see, then that's what you're supposed to say. If you go to Tiffany's, do you think the people in the Tiffany's store are going to tell you we have the greatest stuff in the history of the world? Do they actually say those words in those stores? No, they already know. They already know. They sell you the beauty and the dream. The thing is, when you walk in there, you know that. You see, so if you tell somebody, I've got this really high-end skincare for really crazy people like Kim Kardashian, one look like her, like J-Lo, whoever the hot women are, (laughs) or men. So it's probably not, may, may not probably be something for you, but you might know somebody, so let me know if you know someone like that, okay? And the person will go, well, maybe me. I don't know. You sure? Yeah, I want to know what it is. Well, all right. And you can tell them. But you see, they've almost begged you to tell them because you've positioned it with concepts and ideas and people that they know about, and you never said you have the best stuff. Right? You said, I have stuff that people like J-Lo use, only not quite with her budget. Or when they're going to get the, is it the J-Lo Glow? Is that what it's called? Something like that? I have a student who, who uses that a lot. I guess J-Lo is a hot number from what I can remember. And Kim Kardashian's always in the news, so she must be hot. So people, who, what kind of skincare would those people use? This is the kind of stuff we're doing. So you see, you've created imagery in somebody's mind and you've never had to really stoop to saying yourself that you think you have the best thing on the planet, right? Because you demonstrate it. The fact that it's pricey means it's high class. If you position it by association, then you don't need to talk about how you think your thing is the best 
because that's the part that puts people on the alert that, oh, here comes a salesperson. Okay? So if you've been having trouble getting customers because people say it's too expensive, what does that mean is going on? If anybody ever says it's too expensive, again, in the future, what are you going to know about that person as far as their values are concerned for their skincare products? Somebody tell me. Yeah, that they yeah, they, they, don't, they don't share the values. Is that is that clear to everybody? Yes. Yes. They yes. Okay, and the key is you don't put values in people's heads. I don't put them in your head, you don't put them in my head. Values come with a person. And once in a while they get educated. We all do, and we make changes. But the people who bought the iPhones when they first came out, everybody laughed at Steve Jobs. Stephen Ballmer, who was CEO of Microsoft, said, who in the world is going to pay 500 bucks for a phone? Ha. Huh. Every, every single pundit out there said, this is going to be the downfall of Apple, that iPhone charging 500 bucks or 600 bucks for the iPhone. And they sold like a million of them the first day. Now, remember, there are 300 million people in America. So one million is almost nothing. Remember that. Almost nobody bought an iPhone. Almost nobody. One million out of 300 million. Very small number. But they bought it because we all had those values. We wanted one gizmo that was an email thingy, an Internet thingy, and a phone. And so we all ponied up 600 bucks because of our values. And that's kind of how it goes. And the million of us who bought, other people looked and said, oh, my gosh, I want to have something like that. I don't want to carry around three things. I want one thing that does all those three things. I want an Internet, I want email, and I want a phone in one gizmo. And pretty soon other people started ponying up 500 bucks and 600 bucks because they saw what it could do. So nobody said anything. I mean, Apple has the best word of mouth on the planet. Because people say, oh, my gosh, look what happened. And that is your ticket. Stories and before and after pictures of things that have happened to people. And you can tell them. I, often, I used to say this quite a bit. You know, it's proud, it, this is not for everybody. Some people, are, you know, the skin is just, they're just in such bad shape. There's really not much what we can do. But for many people, it's the most wonderful thing in the, in the world. And you have to be a certain kind of person to make the product work for you. If you want that J-Lo glow, you've got to be a certain kind of person. And you know, what are they going to say? What kind of person do I have to be? What do you mean I have to be a certain kind of person? Yeah, well, you have to do it exactly as instructed. You can't be messing around. Oh, well, I could do that. And you have to do this. Well, I could do that. And you have to do that. And that, well, I could do that. Well, then I'll let you try a month's supply. 80 bucks. And the more conditions you put, the more people go bananas wanting it. That's what I have found. So you're always kind of taking it away, always taking it away. No, it's probably not for you, you know. The monthlies. Let me tell you how I've done that. And I hope this is not going to be too much beside the, the company line, but I think that all of us would agree that in today's world, and particularly girls, uh, ladies, let me speak to you directly for this. If you had an opportunity to buy something that you wanted, that you kind of knew you wanted, but you weren't quite 100% sure. And they say to you, okay, I want you to go on the monthly plan. 
what would most of you, what would be your first reaction? I, I don't want to do that because I don't know whether I like it or not. That's exactly right. You see, so just assume that the rest of the world is the same way. I don't want to do that yet because I'm not ready. So you tell them. You know, they have a monthly plan, which is a little cheaper, but I don't think you should do that. And then they're going to go, why? Well, why not? What do you mean it's a little cheaper? No, I don't think you should do it. I think you should try it for a month and see if you love it. And give them, I'll tell you, I would prefer to buy, I was just telling them, I would pay 120 bucks for a bottle of your stuff for a one-time try rather than go on auto ship before I had a kind of chance to try it. And I believe that in our economy, people are really nervous to go on auto ship because they're worried, oh, it's another expense, it's another expense, it's another expense. So what I would do is, knowing that, you lead with it. Say, well, they have a monthly, it's a little cheaper, but I don't think you probably should do that. Why don't you just start with a onesie and see if you love it, like I do. And then you could get the, the regular one so that you can get it a little bit less, quite a bit less, actually. You want to try that, see if that works? How's that sound? Awesome. Okay, so the lady who said, I don't want to buy right away until I know how it works, do you think you could say these things? Yes. Yeah, you see, because then you're speaking to people and you, you demonstrate that you understand them. It's a wonderful thing to be able to do. So I would say for the ADO issue, I would lead with they have a monthly, which you can get for less, but maybe that's not the way to start. The best way might be to start with a onesie. Now I'm talking about customers. I have a I teach a class on recruiting, and when we do that, when you talk about the different packages, as a matter of fact, for the customers as well, what I would probably do, I know you have a package that's like $1,749. Somebody might say, how much is it? Well, here's the answer. Let me tell you how it comes. You know, they have the big kahuna package, and they have a little starter package. I usually just take two, the top one and the bottom one. Say the big package, that's enough for the beach house, enough for your friends and family and neighbors is like 1749 bucks, And that has all this stuff in it. And then, and th- that's what I did. But you know, what you might want to do is start with a little mini. You know, the little tiny one for the 250 bucks, Just to see if you love it. That's what I would do. Because remember, you're not even having this conversation until they said, I want the J-Lo Glow, I want the Kim Kardashian, I want the high end. You've already established that their values around their skin are very high. And those values come before you ever came on the scene. That's why Jobs was so successful. He only built for the Picassos of the world. So you only want to look for people whose value around their skin is really high. And you ask for them. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it person to person. There are just 150 ways to do that. Okay? These are classes I taught uh, around the world, and they make such a difference for people who didn't know how to sell. Because you are basically in the business of sales, but not in the way that you think. What happens is if you push people and if you personally feel salesy, if you feel like you're trying to manipulate and if you don't feel good about what you're doing, what's going to happen is you're not going to do it. You're just not. And you'll have a business and you'll be paying for your product, but you're never talking to anybody because you don't feel good about what you have to say. You don't feel good about how to do it. What I'm going to show you is how to talk to people like a normal person 
without setting off the alarms in their brain that, uh-oh, here comes a salesperson, because you're not ever going to be that person. You want to be somebody who adds value to somebody else's life by who you are and what you've got, and you want to find the right people, like shopping for shoes. If you're a size 10 shoe and you walk into the shoe store and you try on size 7 and size 6 and size 8, what are you going to say? None of these fit. What's the matter? Don't you have any shoes that fit? Well, they're the wrong size. So it's just the same thing with values. You want to find people who have the right values. So I'll show you how to do that. Okay, so here's what happened next. I offered the folks that were on this conference call more help. And here's what I offered them. If you want to use this kind of language to get your 100 customers in 100 days, I've created an introductory program that shows you step-by-step how to do it. Number one, how to approach anyone, anywhere, anytime, and sound like a normal person. That's probably the number one thing. Secondly, how to answer the question, what do you do, no matter who asks it and when they ask it. Three, how to say no first, and how to say goodbye first, and how to change the subject first. And then, how to call the names of the right people. You know, we're talking about, for example, if you're in skincare, you don't want to call people who are paying six bucks a month for their ponds when you're selling an $80 tube or jar of something else. If you're marketing, say, daily supplements, you don't want to call the name of somebody that's, or talk to somebody that does one a day for six bucks if your stuff is 40 or $50 a month, okay? So you want to learn to call the names of the people that already buy the high-end products in your category, okay? Next, how to find your audience. Another topic, how to put intriguing PSs on your emails so that people will, not just the name of your company, in fact, not the name of your company at all, but an intriguing PS so that people go, oh, really, how did that happen? Those who are interested. So I like making people come to me, so putting those interesting PSs there is a wonderful talent, and I will show you how to get that skill uh, right in this audio that I'm going to show you right here. Plus, you're going to hear some live script doctoring that I did right there with people, so you can hear how we transform scripts that were kind of stiff and not very normal sounding and not all that comprehensible to a normal person into language that sounded engaging where other people go, oh, that sounds pretty cool, so tell me how that works. So there's no extra cost for this. You just get to hear that process. And then what you can do is take those, you can steal any of that wholesale, and you can also take pieces of it and make it into your own script for what you say to people when, when you're talking to people and they ask you about what do you do and what have you. Okay, so that's what this audio program is. So it's five CDs that are actually five MP3s, and it's stuff that you can download so you can hear it whenever you want. And it's not, no, it's not $297, like somebody said, and it's not even $97. In fact, because you stayed on this long, clearly if you're still here after 35 minutes, this is a style of language that you probably want to learn how to use so you can do that. I mean, think about this. Do you know what you earn on every customer? If you had 100 customers, do you know how much you would actually be earning every single month? Let's say you earn $10 a customer. If you have 100 customers, that's going to be $1,000 every single month that they stay on the plan. If you earn $15 a customer and you get 100 customers, that's $1,500 every single month. So it's wonderful to learn how to talk to people like a normal person because even if they're not the right one, the good thing is they'll refer you. I mean, if there's a cardiologist and you don't need a heart job, you aren't going to say, well, yeah, give me a heart job because you're really nice. But if you think the person's really good, 
and you have a friend who needs a heart job, you will recommend that cardiologist to your friend. So this is the kind of person that you want to become so that people go, oh, no, I'm not into skincare that much or I'm not into the high-level multivitamins, but so-and-so is. So you get constant referrals because people know what kind of person you're looking for. Okay? So the idea here is to give you this opportunity to learn these skills and not spend a fortune. You can see the link below. I've put it here for you for $27. And the reason is I want to kind of entice you to get the program, to use it, and to become a successful person in your network marketing business just by learning one major skill, which is learning how to talk to anybody, anytime, anywhere, really drunk or sober, and always sound natural, engaging, and make folks come to you or refer people to you. That's really what this is about, and I'm, I'm very much a supporter of the industry, and there are little gaps in it that People just don't know how to talk to people and they don't know really what to say and this is designed to help kind of fill that gap. All right? By the way, this language, everything that's in here, these are the kinds of languages and structures and phrasing and questions that I've used to build four businesses to the top of every one. Uh, two of them in the 1990s that were all belly to belly and two of them in the last couple of years when I did all that stuff online. So this kind of languaging works when you're talking to people and when you're writing, whether it's email, whether it's blogs or on Facebook. All right? So hopefully I'll see you inside the program. And if not, I hope you enjoyed the session. And regardless, learning how to talk to people and learning how to be seen as an advisor is a skill you want to attain somehow, somewhere, from someone that you enjoy working with. And this program, Three Scripts, is designed to really give you those skills. You can try using the questions and the language that I have for you the next time you meet the next person that you're, you know, that you want to talk to about your business. And I hope to see you on the inside. Are you coming? It's the button below the video. See it? Click it and bingo. See you soon. This is Kim Claver signing off. Mm -hmm.